0: It's like a void of black.
1: There's a portal over here. Let's talk about some spooky
2: shit.
3: Hey, spooky bitches! It's Birdie
1: and Jerica and Savannah,
3: and welcome back to Violent Delights.
1: Hey guys. What's up? Hopefully, everyone's hanging out. Yep. We're reporting live from this quarantine situation. Yep.
0: Yeah. We don't know when this episode will actually air, but just so you know, this is during the time frame that we're all quarantined. Yep. Drinking wine. <laughs> Drinking wine. wine. The alcohol will kill it. I mean, I think. I mean, it's fine. Sure. As long as it's 60%, yeah. Worth yeah. a try.
3: Yeah, next week we actually go to a, a Airbnb at a llama ranch. Llama <laughs> farm. I'm so excited. So, so far it hasn't been canceled. <sighs> yeah.
0: We're going to celebrate Bertie's husband's 40th birthday. Yep.
1: Yeah, happy belated at this point. It's yeah, Bobby's birthday this week. Yeah, yes. yesterday. It was yeah. Wednesday. Wait, Wednesday? Wednesday? Oh my it? God! Yeah. How- See, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this has got me
3: all messed up. <sighs> yeah. But I hope everybody is like staying safe yes. and Not being taking well. It
1: serious.
3: Yeah, washing their hands. Mm-hmm. Don't touch your face. Please do your part. Yeah, don't take all the groceries that elderly people might need oh that's the most frustrating part of all of this for me but also
1: like, keep your head you know don't lose your mind during this time yeah I, hopefully you're you taking know, care of yourself and taking lots of bubble baths exactly yeah. so much self-care like that's what everybody to do, should do, do right, do right now yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: For know, well.
1: restructure your priorities like those candles
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh hell yeah take an
3: extra long shower yeah Ooh. binge watch netflix hell yeah
1: and send us what you watch yeah. Oh, yeah. If we haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Send me good documentary, mm-hmm. like, suggestions.
0: Oh, there is this, um, the streaming service. I, uh, I forget the name of it, but I'll have to look it up for you is guys. Is it Crackle? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's know I, I, It's Texas definitely not right crackle. <laughs> um, crackle. But it's, um, oh, I forget the name. But it's all like true crime documentaries. Oh, you were I think you were
1: talking us about that. last Oh time. my god! I yeah. Yes. Hello. We can look it up and
0: put it
3: in
1: the You're show notes.
0: oh yeah! Hold now. So, anyways, we're all drinking our wine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so let's cheers, and okay. let's start
1: that's this good. bitch. Cool. Cheers. cheers. Oh, that's a nice. one. Who's gonna go first? Um. Ooh, it is kind of sparkly. That's oh wait, we, bubbly. Didn't, we didn't even say what our topic is. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are doing what is it? Woods. Into the woods. Into the wood. Ooh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Into the woods is like this theme. Mm-hmm. So who's going to kick it off?
0: I will fucking kick it off. Yes. Like, let's, let's do this. Whew. So my topic today is stairways in the woods. I know that that doesn't sound like that Stairway. interesting. I've never heard of it before. Yes. Okay. So my, one of my sources came from a YouTube channel called Slap Tam. <laughs> i know great name love it um basically there is an interesting and disturbing phenomenon mostly written on reddit about stairways that are being found in the woods unattached to buildings or structures and it's really baffling hikers oh i love that right the u.s has reports of hundreds of missing park goers going missing in mm-hmm. national parks where the stair structures have been spotted some theorize that the structures play a part in alien sightings abductions disappearances or my favorite spontaneous human combustion
1: dude it's a thing <laughs> i got into a wormhole on reddit i know oh, i love i want us to cover i want us so to cover wild. that really absolutely. bad absolutely so I have a quick
3: question. Sorry. Mm -hmm. What do the staircases look like? Because in my head, I'm thinking white spiral.
1: Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, are they stone structures or are they made up, like, covered in, you know, like, creepy old movies with, like, vines and shit on them?
0: So, actually, good question. Because they all come in, like, completely different, like, forms. Some people have seen them as, like, more, like, modern-looking structures. Like, concrete with, like, clean, straight lines. Yeah. architecturally
3: for the person that sees it.
0: Right? Or they have seen some that are, like, spiraled, like, spiral staircases. Yes. People have seen them made out of
1: wood, made out yeah. of brick, made no. out of I think that would, the, stone. the material was, like, not, I guess, more
2: easily rather
1: if it was so, like, separate, like, mm-hmm. if there was, like, a, a perfectly, like, log cabin, like, wood-esque St- structure in like a middle of a deep jungle, you know, like no, I, exactly. I, like really. I want
3: the staircase from Casper, like the black
1: spiral. One oh that yeah, she goes <laughs> down when she like falls down into the mm-hmm. like a like a personality quiz where it's like, what type of staircase would you have? Exactly, you know? but,
0: exactly. So yeah, I mean, like all types, all shapes, all sizes, all materials. So here's a little bit of history about this legend. Stairs have been found for as long as parks have existed. Records state years and years back on findings of random stairways. State hikers stumble upon stairs leading to nowhere. Some are at extreme cliff-like heights and some are only a few steps. And like I said before, some are made of brick, iron, wood, or even just like ruins. Like some, you know, just look like basically ruins. People who have seen these stairs describe them as looking as if they were actually just like cut and copy and paste it into the woods. Mm. So it's just, it's really unnatural looking, basically.
1: Are they finished tips? So, like, yeah.
0: It's, like, literally just, like, a stairway oh that goes to nothing. That's
1: terrifying.
0: Yeah. I mean, right? Like, you like you hear it and you're like, stairways, okay, whatever. But then, like, when you think about it in such a natural environment... It, like and you know it's just like not supposed to be there. Right. It's just kind of like unsettling, I guess. Is it?
1: Sorry, I have so many questions right now. Yeah, this yeah, is, like, go for so it, shoot. Is it seen by people in like groups or like individually?
0: Some in groups, but it's mainly like small groups of people. Okay. So like maybe like, like two, creepier, where you're three. Like, right. Yeah. So yeah, I'll get into a little bit about like when people see them and like kind of what happens when Please they see tell them. Tell me
1: there are pictures.
0: Yes. Ah!
1: yeah
0: there are there aren't a lot of pictures and okay. there's a reason for it but yeah I think
1: it'll fill in some of these gaps and we'll have some yeah absolutely
0: cool people also report that they appear as just a lonely set of stairs not accompanied by any decrepit or decaying buildings or any indication of where these staircases might have originated so I mean they're literally there's nothing it's just like a staircase. Here's what was also creepy. Like I said, they all, they come in like all like shapes, sizes, forms. Mm-hmm. Some staircases have been reported to have been placed upside down. <gasps> yes, I know. Bad omen. Gross. Mm-hmm. And this one, this one was weird. Some even appear to have pristine white carpeting on them.
3: Like, white carpet! I feel like <laughs> that's like a fairy trick or like Gross. a pan trick. Like you're gonna step on it and a demon's gonna swallow you
0: up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Or it'll like have like a false bottom and like you'll just the abyss. Mm. yeah absolutely not no and this is why i don't go in the don't woods climb <laughs> don't another the reason
0: random woods. stairways yeah what is also extremely odd is that the stairs have no evidence of activity from the surrounding environment like any type of weather exposure or like animals so no debris <sighs> typically is found on the steps just basically like they just appeared like in, in wonderful condition <sighs> yeah they're found mostly in national parks but can really be found um, anywhere, there doesn't really seem to be a pattern to finding these stairs, um, which makes me kind of want to go hiking now, just to like mm-hmm. see if we can like go find. Me that's you. how we get you. That's
1: how we get you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Not. And then we're
0: gonna get like like we're gonna walk up one and go to another dimension. What if it's the no. llama farm? Help Fuck that. Fucking freaked out. I would be so freaked out if next week we came across one in a llama absolutely farm. Absolutely
3: not. I'm gonna let Joseph cross. Don't up you at put that Oh, on me. absolutely.
0: Let's not tell Joseph what happens and let him go
1: up there. I'm okay with that. Actually, you know what? <laughs> After I you, okay
0: having my after you read, after I <laughs> read some of these stories, you might not be saying that because some crazy shit happens. These staircases appear on land that's protected, that's not allowed to have any buildings or structures. So people can't, like, it's not like somebody's just, like, crop Coming circling, like, yeah. going right. out there and, like, hey, I'm Shared just going to fuck with some people. Let me just build a random stairway in the woods, you know? Although, for a lot of the stairs, people do report that they have seen, like, graveyards, like, typically nearby very different reactions Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right and it's usually common for them to be anywhere from six to 25 miles into a forest so pretty far from civilization so yeah
1: why are people out there hiking (laughs) i have too many questions and camping too many questions i love camping but (laughs) I need to be tried and true. have nothing. I have a camping story
0: for you. Yes. Coming up okay, here in so a little bit at the end. Okay. <laughs> so here are some stories about these staircases and who brought light to this anomaly. My sources came from the YouTube channel called Blame Truth, the Cod Father. I, I, I don't like I don't get it. No, I've, I've read terrible Reddit
3: names on here. before. Yes. it's fine. Yes. Choose your usernames wisely. Please. It'll follow you
0: mm-hmm. forever. <laughs> this modern legend is found mostly in story format on the Reddit platform on the no sleep section from a user who worked on a search and rescue team with national parks. So that's where the majority of these stories are coming from, are search and rescuers. So he used Reddit to post bizarre things that he found in national parks. So he has some paranormal postings, some postings about strange disappearances, some postings about UFOs. However, his most popular stories were those surrounding the stork, uh, staircases. The stories were fascinating to readers because the stairs are unnervingly out of place in juxtaposition to its natural surroundings. So they all found it to be very unsettling. And other search and rescuers have affirmed that these stories about the stairways are real, and many have added stories of their own to this thread. So, supposedly we haven't heard many of these stories because search and rescuers are told not to go near these stairways. They are told not to touch them or walk up them and not to ask many questions about them and not really to talk about them. Basically, just act like they are nothing and mostly just stay away. Trainers in the search and rescue field say you eventually just get used to seeing them. I don't know why they make it into a big secret, like a big conspiracy.
3: Well, probably because they don't want people looking for them.
0: Probably. Actually, yeah, you're probably right. What's also odd about finding these staircases... So it seems to be fairly common for search and rescuers, which I'll refer to now as SARs, to come across them about every fifth trip out into the wilderness on a mission. There are almost no stories where people venture up the stairs as many harbor a sense of fear when looking at the stairs, so they dare not to venture up the steps. Mm. Some people even say that when they look at them, their hair raises up. Oh my god, no. Yeah, So, let me dive into some of these creepy-ass stories, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. One person from a search and rescue team claims to have walked up a staircase in a completely perfect condition with white carpet. Again, the carpet. I don't... That blows my mind, I think, more than anything.
2: Yeah. Don't
0: like that. (laughs) Everything was normal until he reached the top. It was then that he noticed everything seemed oppressively silent. He couldn't even hear the sound of his own breathing. When on top of the staircase... He also got the overwhelming feeling of guilt, or feeling like he knew he was in a place that he, like, wasn't supposed to be. Almost like he was, like, in, like, an area where, like, the FBI, like, wouldn't have wanted him to, like, like, discover or something. Yeah. Like, he was involved in some sort of, like, secret. So he immediately ran down the staircase to join his team, the other search and rescuers. And when he joined his manager, his manager immediately accused him of going up one of the staircases. And he asked how his manager knew. His manager stated, Hey, well, they never found the lost hiker that they were looking for. And in the meantime, you have been missing for hours. He swears he... So they were essentially... I, y'all can't see Jerrica, but she's like, oh, my God. My chest yeah. just caved in. So, like, yeah, it time got fucked up. That shit... That's is, what oh, happened. Like, a space time. Yeah. So what they ended up having to do was they were actually searching for him, essentially. But he swears he was only on the stairway for maybe a minute at, like, at, like tops. Oh, wow. He was told at that point if he ever went up the stairs again, he would be fired because again he was told to stay away from the stairs. Various stories say that if anyone has ventured to the top of the stairs, they all have very odd experiences. Not all are bad, but people typically, if they do make it down the stairs in one piece, they typically say that they'll never do it again.
1: I don't like how you said that. I know. I know. I was like, "What's that piece?" Get get ready.
0: (laughs) But yeah, they have very odd experiences. They either tend to see things that aren't there, they lose sense of time, or they hear strange noises. There was one search and rescuer that was looking for a lost child in the woods. He stumbled upon a stairway, and that's when he saw the child curled up into a little ball at the very bottom step of the stairway. Absolutely not. He knew from looking at the kid at that point, who was probably about 10 feet in front of him, that he was deceased. So he went to examine him, and... The boy looked perfectly fine other than the fact that he had just a tiny bit of blood on his lips and on his chin. Uh-uh. But the Goodbye, boy looked, mom. right? The boy looked like he was in excruciating pain, clutching his stomach cuz again he was like kind of curled into a fetal position. So obviously they alerted the authorities, the body got collected, and he said typically when they found bodies in the woods like he wouldn't keep up with like the coroner like finding out what happened or this right. or that. But in this particular case, he knew somebody who knew the coroner, and that guy came up to him and was like, Hey, remember that kid you found? Well, basically some weird, weird shit happened. The coroner could not find a cause of death, but stated that the kid's organs had quarter-sized holes punched into them, and it made his organs look like Swiss cheese. Like, he said it basically looked like somebody took a hole puncher to his organs. Uh, the only organs that didn't have that were his heart and lungs. Other than that, there were no entry wounds or exit wounds. There were no scratches or cuts or marks or burns or anything on the outside of the kid. Literally, he just had, like like I said, the gross. little bit of blood on his mouth. Uh, he literally could not figure out the cause of death, so the only thing he ruled it as was death by massive internal bleeding. Pretty weird, right?
1: Yeah. That's yeah. gross.
0: Another story is that there was another witness to the random stairways. He once said that he saw someone go up to the top of the stairs and reach for a tree branch. And the man who was reaching for the tree branch had his hand sliced clean off. Clean off of his arm. It happened so quickly that the wound was cut, like, completely clean. And they were actually never able to, like, locate the hand.
1: (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yuck.
0: Another one is a woman who touched a staircase and had a blood vessel burst in her brain right there like, immediately after touching the staircase. She was only able to get out the words, I think something is wrong with me, right before falling to the ground completely dead. Shit. Yeah. Um, another story is a couple stayed in a tent in a forest. And a girl, it was a boy and a girl, the girl couldn't sleep because she kept hearing a grinding noise, but not, like, any grinding noise. It was a noise that sounded very similar to, like, teeth grinding. Ugh. But like extremely loud. Like she was being surrounded by this like grinding that noise. Horrible. Mm-hmm. But the boy just told her to ignore it. They're in the forest. It's probably some type of weird animal.
1: Yeah.
0: Whatever. You know, he's like, it'll just eventually stop, As just I go do. back to sleep.
1: They never believe you.
3: Let's
0: bone. And then we'll go back to sleep. You know how <laughs> oh my they are.
3: God. <laughs> it just brought back flashbacks of camping. And <laughs> like having raccoons attack our tent all night. <laughs> Yeah, and they would, like, sit there and scratch, and I'd get my two fingers, and I'd, like, push them
1: back, and then fall back
0: and <laughs> kiss at me. <laughs> oh. oh, raccoon. That's, I'm
1: sorry. I mean, no, that's you're really funny. you me to go camping. Right? We're just giving you all
0: the bad stories. But anyway, the boy told her just to ignore it, and that the, the noise would stop. The girl was still very uneasy and scared. Eventually, the boy woke up later and saw that the girl wasn't sleeping beside him. So he went looking for her and he found her standing at the edge of the camp, staring out into a dense wooded area with a blank stare. She looked extremely pale and was completely dead asleep. So she was like sleepwalking.
2: Uh
0: -uh. When the boy tried to guide her back to the camp, she kept saying, I have to go. I have to go now. It's here. She wouldn't budge in the direction that the boy kept trying to guide her. As he looked closer to see what she was looking at, it was a gray staircase about fifteen feet away. He managed to finally wake her up, and he brought her back to the tent. They never returned camping, <laughs> and they didn't see that staircase the next day either. The
3: creature was sitting there like calling her. Yeah, I
0: know, right? The last story is one mentally disabled kid went missing for a week in the wooded in a wooded area. When he was finally found, he appeared with all of his clothes, no scratches no harm done to him and he was well fed and he was in the force for an entire week by himself he only mentioned when they had rescued him that he had been there the whole time he had never moved no yeah <laughs> that's like literally all they could get out of him he was like well they were like where were you And he's like i was here i'm here i'm here like he just kept saying that over and over and over and he eventually mumbled something about stairs that's all they could get out of him of course the people who found him were like well whatever he's safe not a big deal but people believe that the staircase, like, he found a staircase, and that probably is what made him disappear for an entire week. So, and again, in all these instances, there are no staircases that can be located afterwards. So, very few people have actually captured photos of the staircases, but there are some out there, if you Google them. Awesome. I totally do not. Yeah. Or definitely go on Reddit, too, and, I mean, you can just read through, like, threads of this. There's so many. Like, I only hit, like, a little bit of it it. (laughs) before I was like, okay, I've got too much. (laughs) I need to step back. But, yeah, I mean, it's like people just get one glimpse of them and have one, like, experience with them, and then they can never see them again. So here are some explanations and theories. People believe that these can be long-forgotten settlements of buildings that have rotted away, leaving behind the most sturdiest part of the structure, Mm -hmm. which is the staircase.
3: Right, but usually, wouldn't you find like a, a, a fireplace with that too? Because the right. fireplace is cemented into the foundation. Exactly. Or you'd find the foundation. Exactly. Yeah, or
1: remnants of something that used or to be there. Or not white carpet. Yeah. Exactly. Like what's the, the white carpet?
0: Still blows my mind. Some people, this one, this one's a fun one, believe that they're pulpits for occult ceremonies. Shit. A mm-hmm. very oddly specific cult. That I
1: know, like right? Staircases.
0: In yeah. all different types and shapes and
1: sizes, well, been just, y'all. Like, maybe I can see that kind of if it were, like, involved in, like, ritualistic shit. But, like, right. you would have to... I feel like there would be some sort of trail of, like, the specific sex of whatever. Right. Right. This is the ritual that is most likely involved with staircases. Well, or whatever. and it kind
3: of makes sense because if you think about it, a staircase is kind of a portal. It gets
1: you from right. one, one level to another. Right. Right. And there's like, yeah, there's like energy surrounding that. There's a known concept across, you know. Like- right.
0: The only thing about all of uh, like those series though is that they are never found for like a second time. So if it is something that's used for like, a, I mean, you would think it's something that they would like continue right. to go back to. Yeah, that's
1: really strange, especially if the ones where it's like. It was there one day, and then literally the next day it wasn't. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Some other theories were that it's paranormal, and that yep. it's a gateway yep. to another dimension, uh-huh. yep. or even a gateway to hell itself. Hopefully not, but yes. <laughs> True. Here's my favorite one, though, the one that I would love to toy with this idea. Some believe that they are locations for alien abductions. Yuck. I Okay, so I think it's either the other, like another dimension... Because they appear, disappear, they're all different types of, like, sizes and, you know, materials. So that one for me, I mean, if I'm going to go down the paranormal route, makes the most sense. Um, But also, I just, I like the fact that aliens use staircases for abductions.
1: I mean, it's like Stargate, but, like, more compact. Yeah, what is it, like, environmentally sound? Yeah. Yeah. Don't I mean, know what those laser beams do, UV rays. Exactly. <laughs> I mean,
0: maybe they were just trying to be more eco-friendly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We don't know. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the story of the random staircases found in the woods. So awesome. I say, yeah. I mean, there's so many wooded areas around here. Yeah, let's go looking. Let's go find them. Yeah. <sighs> we'll have to
1: workshop that a little bit. I need some <laughs> concrete details and a plan. If I'm no. going to venture into no, the woods,
3: you're gonna find no them. plan. We're gonna give salt. you a stick like a water wedge and you're gonna <sighs> find them.
0: Elizabeth and I are like the worst to plan hiking because every time we would go hiking on Enchanted Rock, it was always when we were the most hungover of our life and we were sweating out Sailor Jerry's and for some reason we didn't bring water or snacks or sunscreen. We brought like four hundred tampons. So many tampons. tampons. <laughs> so many tampons. Best like that's like case. Michael was like he
1: would
3: like go into one uh, of in the pockets to like try to find a flashlight or something. He was like, Why more tampons? I kept pulling out tampons no. <laughs> <laughs> And we're like we're out in the wilderness.
0: What if we forget our period.
3: <laughs> we had to be ready.
0: Oh, we literally I remember we were walking up and we were like I can't breathe and sweating alcohol. We did not have any water, no, we didn't. but I mean if we started our cycle, we were Never prepared. <laughs> so, tell us what story you have this week. Okay? So, I actually have
3: an unsolved serial killer to tell y'all about.
1: Who didn't know it was unsolved?
3: Yeah. And so, I wanted to ask y'all, have you all ever heard the urban legend of the couple that's on Lover's Lane, and they're making out, and suddenly they hear a scratch on the door.
0: I kind of, I remember hearing it, but I don't exactly remember the whole story.
3: Well, the popular one is they hear something scratching, and the girl's like, I just want to go, I just want to go, and the boy's like, oh, come on, like, give it to me, (laughs) and she's like, no, I want to go home, and then when he goes to drop her off, there's a hook on the, trying to pull open the door.
0: Oh, yeah, like, stuck in, like, the door handle or something.
3: So, that story and all other versions of the Lover's Lane killer stories are based on this actual serial killer. Oh, yeah, Yeah. And um, the reason I really wanted to cover this one is because my grandparents live in Texarkana, Texas. Um, We went there for summers growing up and playing in the woods behind their house, and this took place in the 1940s in the woods around where my grandparents live.
0: I think if... Okay, is it the Texarkana...
3: It's the Texarkana Moonlight Murders.
0: Okay. I've heard a little bit about them, but I don't really remember right. them.
3: Well, and there was um, a movie made about it called The Town That Dreaded Sundown.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: It was apparently very dramatis- dramatis- dramatized. Yeah. I I could toss- I've, I've had two uh, glasses of wine. Yeah. <laughs> So, bear with me. So, um, (laughs) this is a series of murders that occurred in the spring of 1946, and it earned the title The Texarkana Moonlight Murders by the media. The unidentified serial killer became known as the Phantom Killer through local gossip. The murders also resulted in the infamous Lover's Lane Hooked Hand Killer stories. The killer is credited for attacking eight people within ten weeks. Oh, my God. Five of whom he killed.
0: Oh, my God. That's a lot of work. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot of people. It
3: was almost every weekend Jesus. he was out. So on February 22nd, 1946, Jimmy Hollis, 25, and his girlfriend, Mary Jean Larry, 19. There's going to be a lot of weird age gaps in here, just so y'all know. <laughs> it was the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were parked on a secluded road tucked into the woods known as Lover's Lane. Soon after parking, a man wearing a white cloth mask, which resembled a pillowcase with the eyes cut out, Gross appeared at Jimmy's driver's side door and shined a flashlight in his window. Jimmy told the man that whoever he was looking for, it wasn't them. The, man, the masked man responded, I don't want to kill you, fellow, so do what I say. Both Jimmy and Mary Jean were ordered out of the driver's side door, and the man ordered Jimmy to take off your goddamn britches. Britches? Britches. Forties. 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 Yeah. Okay. The masked man then pistol whipped Jimmy twice. MJ would later tell the investigators that the noise was so loud she initially thought he had been shot when it had actually been his skull fracturing. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. Gross.
3: Uh, Thinking they were being robbed, MJ showed him Jimmy's wallet to prove that he had no money, after which he struck her with a blunt object, most likely his gun, and then ordered MJ to run. Initially, she tried to flee towards a ditch, but the assailant ordered her to run in a different direction up the road. She tried hiding in a nearby ditch, the woods, in an abandoned car, before the attacker caught up to her and asked her why she was running. To me, that's such a fucked up mind game. It yeah. is. Yeah. And to me, it also shows that he gets a thrill out of the chase of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he inj- the thought of hunting, especially yeah. women. Like,
1: almost giving her, like, false hope. Like, he's right. going to let her go, but Well, that really even, like, not- maybe because he... Stumbled upon him. He's like, "You're not fighting me, so oh, yeah." So he he, wants to make it harder. I
3: didn't include this in here because it seemed like a random tidbit at the time. They had actually came from the movie theaters, and there's another couple later on that had come from the movie theaters. So there's a theory that he followed Followed
1: them. them. Uh Like he wasn't
3: waiting at the lovers lane. He was at the. Interesting. Looking for young couples. Okay. Yeah. When she told him that he had told her to run, he called her a liar before knocking her down and sexually assaulting her with (gasps) the barrel of his gun. Oh Oh
0: my God. god.
3: I apologize, guys. This is a very dark story. MJ managed to get away. She attempted to wave down a car driving by, but was ignored. So instead, she ran half a mile to a nearby house to call the police. Meanwhile, Jimmy regained consciousness and managed to flag down a motorist who drove him to a nearby funeral home where he called the police. The county sheriff and three other officers arrived at the scene within 30 minutes, but the masked man had fled into the woods and escaped. Both victims were hospitalized but survived the attack. Law enforcement repeatedly challenged MJ's account and believed that she and Jimmy knew the identity of their attacker and were covering for him.
0: Oh, my God. Why? What? Well,
3: why? That makes no sense. Because it was the 1940s. Again, I love how, like, we're just going <laughs> to yeah. keep
0: going back to no, that. No, I, I feel like
3: there was a lot of really lazy investigation. Oh, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. In this. And it irks me, the fact that she tried to flag down a motorist, and they didn't stop for her, but he immediately flagged down a motorist. I don't it's know true. if that had anything to do with it, but part of me is like, oh, it's exactly. a woman. Yeah. Okay. The first double murder occurred four weeks later. Again, this guy Jeez. progresses really quickly. Richard Griffin, 29, and Polly Ann Moore, 17, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> yep, were found dead in Griffin's car by a passing motorist on a different lover's r- lane called Rich Road. Richard was found between the front seat on his knees with his pockets turned inside out. Pollyann was found sprawled face down in the back seat, but the evidence suggested she was killed on a blanket outside the car and then moved. Both had been shot once in the back of the head, and both were fully clothed. Large blood stains in the dirt outside, and a thirty-two shell wrapped in the blanket were found, but no other evidence was recovered. Again, though, her being found outside leads me to believe that he probably chased her down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Local rumors spread that a sexual assault had also occurred But modern reports refute this claim. So, I mean, I guess thank God for that. Yeah. Yeah. In response to the murders, police launched an investigation along with the Arkansas City Police, the DPS, and the FBI. By the 27th, local police had interviewed around 60 witnesses, including patrons and employees of the Dallas Club, a nearby local bar. But by March 30th, police had posted a $500 reward in an effort to gain any new information, but no leads were found. Just out of curiosity, would you like to know how much five hundred dollars now is worth?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Six thousand one hundred and thirty-three dollars. Oh okay. I had to I had to like sprinkle in some things that weren't. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> exactly three weeks after the first murders, Betty Joe Booker, fifteen, was playing her saxophone at her weekly gig with her band The Rhythmaires, at the VFW Club. Oh my god, is
1: it a little kid about to die? Yes. Yeah.
3: And she was playing saxophone. Like sweet baby. Okay. Oh. Around 1.30 on Sunday morning, her friend Paul Martin, 17, arrived to pick her up, and this was the last time the pair were seen alive. Paul's body was found around 6.30 in the morning by a couple and their son. He was laying on his side of the road, having been shot four times. Blood was found further down on the other side of the road by a fence and into the woods. Betty Jo's body was almost two miles away from Paul's and was hidden behind a tree. That means she ran.
0: Oh, my gosh. Like,
3: she gave up a good fight. Yeah. And they even stated that it looked like they had put up, like the police said, yeah. that they looked like they put up a hell of a fight. So, good for her. Yeah. Um, she was found by a search party member several hours later. Her body was lying on its back, fully clothed, with the right hand in the pocket of the buttoned overcoat. She had been shot twice by a thirty two automatic. Paul's car was later found with the keys inside, but Betty Joe's saxophone wasn't discovered until six months later. Oh. At that point, the reward was increased to $1,700 or $24,000 by today's standards. Wait, where
0: was her saxophone found? It was found six
3: months later and it was found in the woods near a stream.
0: Oh. And it was
3: still in its case.
0: Oh, so she like had either the killer had brought it there, I guess? Right,
3: or she was carrying it just like out of habit. Um, They're not really sure and it just shows that robbery was never a motive here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't steal no. the car. Mm-mm. He didn't steal money. It, it just wasn't. He just Somebody wanted to interest. kill. He just right. wanted to kill. He's an asshole. Yeah. Three weeks later, Virgil Starks, 37, and his wife Katie, 36, who are age appropriate. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Uh, we're spending Sunday morning at home when two shots were fired into the back of Virgil's head from a closed win- window. Oh, my God. Katie did not hear the gunshots. Instead, she heard what sounded like breaking glass. As she entered in the doorway into the living room, she saw Virgil stand up, suddenly slump back into his chair. When she realized he was dead, she ran to the phone to call the police. While on the phone, Katie was shot twice in the face from the same window.
1: Oh my god.
3: She ran to get the pistol from the living room, but was blinded by her own blood and could hear the killer tearing through the back porch screen.
2: Shit.
3: I know. After being chased through the house by the killer, Katie made it out the front door, leaving behind blood and teeth throughout the house.
2: Oh, no.
3: Yeah, one Texas ranger said it was a virtual river of blood. Oh my and gosh. he wasn't sure how she survived. Yeah. She ran barefoot through the wooded area to the neighbor's house before collapsing. The Texas ranger stepped in to investigate, and once that fact became public knowledge, the attacks abruptly stopped. Because hmm. in Texas, you don't fuck with the Texas rangers. Yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Still two to this day. <laughs> 100%.
3: The murders and assaults sent Texarkana into a state of panic throughout the summer. People heavily armed themselves and locked themselves inside their homes. Several rumors began to spread, including that the killer was a minister and his son. A third to even a fourth double homicide had been committed. Some teens took the matters into their own hands by trying to bait the murderer so they could kill him. Oh, cool. The, yeah, I know. The reward was increased to 10500 or $155,313 by today's standards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But after three months without any more phantom attacks, the Texas Rangers slowly and quietly left the town. And they did that because they didn't want to give the impression that the killer was safe. So they just kind of packed up in the night and left. The disappearance of Virginia Carpenter in Texarkana in 1948 and several other cold cases have been speculated as the phantoms work, but no arrests were ever made. Prime suspect in the case was Yule Sweeney, a local car thief who was linked to the murders by statements from his wife, but she refused to testify against him and was never convicted. I read more on this, and she seemed to be fighting with him at the time. He... Kind of confessed when he was arrested But not really like he kept telling the cops like You're not looking for me because I'm a car thief Which they Said was a confession but to me it's like He probably Knew the system well enough that he Knew they were being more aggressive with him She was also fairly young she was In her early 20s and he supposedly Was abusive towards her Mm
0: -hmm. So that could be it Yeah so there's no like real evidence That she could provide actual evidence That he committed These murders. Right. Okay.
3: And they had no other evidence other than her testimony. And in fact, a partial print did not match him. Yeah. So they dropped him as a suspect. In 1948, H.B. Tennyson, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, a freshman in college committed suicide by mercury poisoning and left a note stating he was a phantom killer. This was later proved false by his friends who were with him on the nights of several murders. To this day, the serial killings of the phantom killer have never been solved. And that is the story of the Texarkana Moonlight Murders.
1: Wow. Damn. That was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: My sources on that are Murderpedia and Texas Monthly.
0: Murderpedia. Murderpedia. I owe them money. So the only thing I remember about this... Well, I do remember them talking about how the mask was like a white pillowcase, which Mm -hmm. is also really unsettling for
3: me and it's what they used i don't know if you've ever seen the movie the strangers yes but it's what the dad used to put on his face when he was hunting them down and that's really that came directly from this
0: interesting yeah and the only other thing i remember about the these murders was that a lot of people were trying to link it with the zodiac murders although the zodiac happened in later years right but people are thinking that it's the same killer
3: right and i could see why because it's um a fairly close mo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: But again, there's not any like real evidence other than they're both kind of similar yeah.
3: mOs. Yeah. yeah. Also, there was a psychiatrist that did a a profile on this kind of before <gasps> oh, the FBI I love when they did do profile. profiles.
0: Those are my favorite. Yeah,
3: and they said it was a, a white man, ages. Shocker. I know, ages 30 to 50. He was a sadist. He was sexually abusive. And he was probably very submissive in his actual life and had a lot of frustration.
0: And that's probably why he was... He loved, like, the thrill of chasing and being in control of, especially the girl.
3: Yeah, and they also made comments that he was most likely impotent, and that's why he didn't actually rape the (gasps) first victim, but instead used the barrel of a gun. Interesting. Yeah, so there's a lot to go off of that.
1: Going into, like, things with, like, status mindset as far as, like, psychology-wise is really dark. It is. So, like, when you dive into serial killers that fall under that, or even, like... What's the trend now with, like, uh, they killed their whole family? Family Annihilators. Family Annihilators. Chris Watts. Yeah, they have, like, their own dark, (laughs) there's no better way to say it, just really dark psychology. And, like, God, raping someone with a barrel of a gun after you've already, like, chased them. And then the whole, like, mindfuck of, like, why are you running? Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, half of the victims
3: were killed. Half of them weren't. And so it's just, like, we have testimony from fifty percent of them, and that testimony is terrifying. Yeah, like him ripping through the screen door, like him not stopping after he had shot her twice in the face. That's just like, insane. Like almost getting more excited about it, like when he saw the blood. Like you know, what I mean, it it adds a whole other level of terror to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it makes you feel for the well, other. Especially because like he was shot
1: while well, sitting in his house. So I feel like yeah. that adds to it. You know, Minding like, his own goddamn business, right? Like, can you imagine? That no. definitely shows that he escalated too, because like. It mm-hmm. went from being actively involved with like stalking and, and, you know, taking prey on someone and then kind of escalated from there to like, doesn't matter the age. Cause when right. you look at like across like the age range that he had, couples, you think right. that it was like that was the well, MO and, and it kept shifting. It was, yeah, it definitely was always
3: couples or what he perceived to be couples. Right, yeah. And so I think basically when his victim pool, got less ideal because he probably figured out that they were trying to bait him yeah he went after probably whatever he could find and the fact that it happened on a Sunday morning he was probably I don't I don't know if there was like a weird religious a- aspect to it of like you know kids making out or like a girl in a bar playing a saxophone or yeah. two people staying home from church that's one of the reasons why there was a lot of gossip around the minister but I of was course gonna he was ask cause I was gonna
0: ask you like why people were like spreading rumors about
3: a small town. Yeah. yeah, there there were also a lot of really racist rumors going on because yeah. it's Texarkana.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and in the 40s. 40s. <laughs> so. Again, yeah, 40s. Yeah. That seems about is, right. Yeah. So, Jerrica? Yeah. So, I went the science route, of course. I didn't actually look up anything that happened in the woods because I kept stumbling a bunch of different things and I realized... These are all things I want to do at another time. Mm -hmm. So I went the science route, and I actually did a theory called the Stone Tape Theory. Have you guys heard of it? No. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool how it kind of ties into um, both of y'all's stories, and again, fits into the woods. Before I get started, I want to talk about my sources. I did, I used MysteriousUniverse.org, SpookyGeology.com, and then found this really cool podcast Called Ghost Hunting in New England, and I'll get more into it. I haven't actually listened to anything else but this specific episode, but it sounds really cool. They bought a, hmm. a theoretical physicist on I and related and re- related it to um, like residual hauntings and different things and like spooky paranormal stuff. And I ate that shit up. Oh, I love that. So <laughs> I'll link that for sure. But it was like thirty minutes, but it was so informative because you know it was like hella sciencey, and I just ate and what's it up. it called up. again? Ghost hunting in New England. Awesome. And it didn't have, like, an episode number. Just was talking about the stone tape theory was what it's called. But, again, we'll, like, post that for sure. Let's get into what it actually is. The stone tape theory is the idea that crystalline rock, quartz, granite, or limestone store energy from past events and can be played back in a sense. Okay. So we most commonly refer to it as a residual hunting Mm -hmm. where you are, like, I think there's a lot of examples of, like, battlefields and stuff in, like, Gettysburg, where, you know, you, you see the, right. the soldier walking across the field, you know, in uniform, things like that. Um, but, like, they're not acknowledging you. They're just replaying this whole, like, battle battlegrounds. Like, right. they're still stuck in their time. Right, yeah. And so it's not always seen by everyone. Typically only appear to those who are more sensitive or are keyed into it somehow. Hello? Call back to thin places. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, this whole thing is really strange how it ties into... A lot of the topics that I myself have already covered, if not, we've already talked about for sure on the podcast. Right. It's, and the idea that land and environment can store past events began in the 19th century with a mathematician named Charles. I have no idea how to say his last name. I tried to look it up. There was millions, of course, different ways, (laughs) but I'm just going to say Babbage. It's B-A-B-B-A-G-E. Um, Sounds good to me, man. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I tried. I promise I did. But there were several different pronunciations. So, sorry. He's, like I said, 19th century mathematician. Other psychic researchers that kind of supported the idea were Eleanor Sidgwick and Edmund Gurney. They kind of had the, the thought that buildings and places can hold echoes of the past. Is kind of what they referred to it as. Right. Um, Which I can believe, too. Because absolutely. you can't
3: convert or destroy energy. It just passes on. Exactly. That's... Look at you, the I know. I'm a schooler
1: for you. Thanks, Kathy Calvin. <laughs> um, like I said, buildings and places could hold echoes of the past. Um, and again, for this kind of section, there's a bunch of different people that I'm going to name, and I'm only going to briefly mention them because it kind of all ties into it's different timelines down the road, but then they each kind of call out similar ideas. So it's really interesting when I get to the end how people are like, this isn't a real thing. But it's really interesting how all of these ideals are somewhat linked together, which is why it's a theory.
0: Um, <laughs> I like how you said that. Yeah. Theory. Yeah, a theory.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, another one. Uh, William Fletcher Barrett Believe that inanimate objects such as furniture or buildings could be imprinted with psychic energy. What like a did chair. I do? <laughs> like a haunted chair, guys. Yeah. Um, that could be detected by the living. Early 20th century, when spiritualism was really big, the phenomena commonly referred to it as place memory, which is really interesting. Another guy named Harry Price in 1938 said that places and handheld objects could hold residual residue of past events and could be divined by those capable through an ability called psychometry mm. um, psychometry yeah interesting yeah it, it this it's really cool how again this started from this whole idea from a mathematician and it's tied in these psychic I researchers and then now it's tying into spiritualism i personally believe like a
3: lot of supernatural things are just sciences that haven't really
1: been discovered yet like yeah. antibiotics I totally get that and it's really like i was saying it's across all of these like These ideas that kind of similarly think alike, but they're all very different concepts. And like in the 1960s, a paranormal researcher by the name of Thomas Charles Lethbridge said three names. I'm right. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's true. Thomas Charles Lethbridge believed that surrounding, there was a surrounding ether, an intermediate medium between spiritual and physical reality, and that places of high humidity were higher likely to, due to the water molecules. And places of high pain and suffering or death were higher likely mm-hmm. um, to have these, the ability to store these places and help the process along, which again is like really interesting how it can, it ties into the science stuff. But mm-hmm. then there's like this whole other realm of, like, things that we don't quite know, like you were saying. Right. We can't really knock it because we don't fully know. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why New Orleans and London are hella haunted. Hella fucking haunted. Oh, my gosh. This guy, Lethbridge, wrote a book called Ghost and Ghoul, which he talks more about this idea um, and then how it, again, I really liked how it's a science-based person with this concrete, you know, science-based knowledge that also ties in paranormal and, you know, Spooky shit, which we love. In 1972, the concept of stone tape was actually first used when a BBC Christmas ghost story called The Stone Tape aired. Um, The idea that waves... Again, it was like a ghost story, but it posed the idea that waves of light were absorbed into walls to create hallucinations. Hmm. And so then people started coining that term, the stone tape theory, as... These residual hauntings and, like, all these other terms that along the way kind of all were named different things eventually is all falls under this umbrella. That's great. Because I've always believed that. Absolutely. And, again, it's, like, one of these things. I get that it's a theory. But also, people, it's a theory. Yeah. (laughs) There are all these reasons that are tied to it. Now, again, I'm getting ahead of myself. But, like, I obviously believe in these things in whatever way. But I really enjoyed Researching this Because they tie In the science stuff Right It's like Kind of hard Yeah Science Yes science Another chemist By the name of Don Robbins Again Another scientist Wrote in his book Secret language of stone That he believed Minerals and crystals Could absorb Outside electrical forces To store trace memories Of a place And then That is used to Then unlock And viewed Under certain conditions When directly connected To the brain Called a macrochip so, I'm not really sure on all of that, but because it, it didn't, again, look into each of these individually. Mm-hmm. But again, another science person basing it onto these things that are, like, grounded in these natural materials, when connected with human body, then creates this whole energy stored in this one location. So, it's, that like, can basically,
0: be... like, these crystals are, like, little sponges. Yeah, exactly. So, is that why people are, like, into crystals? Like, honest question.
1: Again, that podcast episode, girl, it is all in there. It is so good. And it was a really short episode. I want, I want, they need to, like, hopefully capitalize on the fact that, that dude is dope. Yeah. And he, he was, it was can we, great. Can we get him? I'm, right. Sort of, and was like, hang out in the he had closet. an accent. He's British. He kept saying chap. And I was like, stop. Oh, I stop. love it. <laughs> stop. Yeah. And 1989, another person named. Cyril Smith and Simon Best wrote about electromagnetic man. And this is kind of where all of this pseudoscience stuff ties in. Because, yes, it's a theory, but also you you tie it to spiritualism. You tie it to like psychic phenomena, You tie it to, again, like this person who was talking about manipulating water molecules. I'm trying to play both sides here. Like, yes, this is completely theorized. Yes, there's no concrete evidence. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in our natural world. To even be able to begin to prove this or disprove it, mm-hmm. basically the way you disprove it is there's no there's no evidence, right? You know? Well, and that's uh, kind of like the idea of different dimensions. Get out of my oh head! Oh my god! <laughs> get out of my head! <laughs> it's because we're we're connected. I yes. know, I know, dude. Which is why this podcast. I'm sorry, this podcast was awesome. The guy's name on there was Doctor John. Again, I want to say. It was on ghost hunting in New England. He's a theoretical physicist. There was a guest on this podcast. Theoretical physicist. In the episode, he uses an analogy of a magnetic tape recording. And he, mm-hmm. he makes it was this funny part. He talks about, like, think about it in, like, 1993. You're listening to Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. And then the girl goes, Britney Spears isn't around in 1993. <laughs> And so he's like, oh, uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, clearly that's not his realm. But I'm right. really really trying to
3: relate to you, young
1: <laughs> I'm trying so hard to relate. Millennials. So then, but basically, he talks about um, listening to, you love this song, you listen to it over and over, and as you listen to it, it wears down this tape. And you're thinking, okay, so now I'm wearing this down. What did you do back then? You recorded over so you're going to record yep. mm-hmm. something else on the same tape just because there's no more that song is worn down now you can record something over it but if you had the per, the the specific equipment or the right equipment to channel in you could hear as you recorded over it mm. there was impurity so there's like little microscopic um bits of the song that you originally had so it's again energy can never be created or destroyed it's just converted so again you've kind of made this new thing so he also brings in this whole analogy of like paint in a bucket so it's like you mix all these colors together you don't have four colors in there it can either be you have all these colors mixed together to create one new color which is a mixture of all of these or you have this like mixture of colors you see the four colors but they're all kind of diffused Mm -hmm. not completely perfect and I was like holy shit that makes so much sense because again it doesn't go anywhere it's just creating still there right right? it's just converted into another form which I thought was really really cool, and I thought kind of piggybacking off of that again with the idea energy cannot be created nor destroyed, just converted. I was thinking, what if it if, if that conversion is possible with highly charged events? Because again, he talks about his like it's certainly possible if this is if you see this magnetic recording and this tape recording, the mixture of the bucket as like right. energy, right? So, what if that conversion is possible with highly charged events and emotions, and the proper equipment or channelings is only possible with those who are highly sensitive? Right. And that makes sense in, in cases of, like, you know, this
3: house burned down, but the maid was trying to save the children, right. and so every night at midnight, you see the lady running down the stairs. Right, right. Or yeah. you smell smoke, right. okay. but we're she we're doesn't interact time. with anybody right. or anything like that. It's Interesting. Just, it's like a skipping of a record. You
0: know, like, because a lot of people talk about how, like, you know, sometimes... When I think about hauntings, I don't necessarily think it's, like, actually, like, somebody coming back from the dead and, like, somebody trying to, like, you know, let themselves be known. Like, sometimes we honestly think that hauntings are just, like, somebody kind of stuck in a time loop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that would make a lot of sense with, like, the theory that you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Or demons. Exactly. And then it's... (laughs) Always demons. Always demons. Um, (laughs) They talked about, again, this... Carl's. 1940. (laughs) With, um, they also mentioned in this podcast, um, Carl Sagan, um, he was in Cosmos, but he talks about the multiverse and like you were saying, like multiple dimensions and just all of these things that are tied into it. And again, kind of piggyback off what I was saying, it's like, what if that channeling in is that proper, like you're finely tuned because you're highly sensitive and now you've kind of stepped into this in-between place, thin place, you step into this in-between place because you're now in this highly charged environment based on this, whatever it was, now you... You know, experience this whole thing that has been interacting nonstop, but you don't interact with it and you don't recognize it until you're right. kind of locked in.
3: Well, and for me
1: personally, like being
3: in a wooded area feels like that. Like you can oh, yeah. feel a difference yeah, in the atmosphere that you're around. So it would also make sense that places that have a lot of nature would also have a lot of extra energy and we kind of retain
1: that. And like, if I remember yeah. from like my doing the episode where we talked about thin places, Again, it doesn't have to be this negative event. It doesn't have to be this big bang thing. It could literally just be an energy of, you know, living energy. Again, like nature Mm -hmm. is energy. Everything, the world completely, you know, revolving around. It has its own ecosystem that's completely just thriving and interacting all on its own. And you're stepping into it. So it's like even kind of walking into a wooded area, it's a natural threshold. So again, you're kind of piercing the veil. Right. By walking into it. So to kind of connect... To Savannah's story, what if
3: these are houses that are built in the future? (gasps) Oh, that's a fun theory. And that's why they're there and then gone again. Oh. Because it's a weird time loop. And that's why people get hands chopped off and feel disoriented. Part of their
0: body is being transported into the future.
3: Right. And then what if you live in that house and you, like, come see across a my little, hand or like see a kid standing oh, on the okay. stairway and you think your house is haunted but it's really just a oh a no crossing I
0: think you just blew my mind oh no I think
3: you just blew I my really mind.
1: hope our listeners are super high <laughs> <laughs> and are just Jeez. like no yeah oh my god I didn't even think about that you're right though like worlds colliding right I mean, if I it truly think on one, that it if it's not just,
0: like, somehow a joke or a hoax, it could very well be. I'm
3: fine with that, though. I right. love I love
0: people pushing
3: the limits. Right. Well,
1: it. and this whole guy, like, when he was talking, he was, like, she would ask, like, things like, do you think it's possible with this? And he's, like, I can't neither, you know, I can't answer that question. Can't but exam- what I can tell you, he was, like, speaking through things that he knew, he was, like, I can tell you, like... It's certainly possible because if you think about... He talked about electricity. He talked about light, the energy. Because he talked about... Someone had asked, um, could you project this um, event? Could it be projected over a long time? And he's right. like, well, you know, if something's powerful enough, he used the energy... like. The energy from the sun, like, the light from the sun is absorbed all the way here on Earth, and it's, like, 93 million, billion, whatever it is, miles away. And he's like, absolutely, if it's strong, this, the sun is super, super strong, so of course we see it. So, like, in theory, if you're following that same principle, if this energy was strong enough, it would be able to be projected across right. the dimension. Oh, across, my God. So I was like, I shit, it. I love that. Because he didn't insane. actually say, yes, I believe in this, because he was like, I'm a scientist. Like, this is what I know. But he was relating it to things that mattered, and things that are concrete like electricity and you know oh. all of these it was so good again listen to that damn podcast it was really short it was like a 27 minute episode
0: that pretty much wraps up all of our stories we have for this week but i wanted to go ahead and ask uh, the girls a question and i'll answer the same question too oh gosh, i just I'm have to think nervous. about it <laughs> all three of us are in relationships i mean not together we each have
1: a husband <laughs> no, or together. a boyfriend
0: together. kind of yeah. so will each of you describe the dumbest fight you've ever gotten into with your significant other oh
1: my gosh i gotta think
0: i always love
3: hearing about these because
0: like in retrospect (laughs) it cracks me the
3: hell up
1: you want to go first bird
3: yeah um it was two nights before our wedding oh this is my favorite yeah yeah. (laughs) i i planned our entire wedding um we hired a caterer but other than that pretty much like me and my ready my wedding party y'all like that was it we did everything Yeah. I was stressed to the gills. I worked up until the day before my wedding. Don't do that. Um, And I had given John very specific instructions of things that we still needed, like, last minute. And one of the things that we needed was six cases of water for the guests. (laughs)
1: And I mean, we need needed getting so mad already. <laughs> it's, it's building. It's building my chest. I can still feel it. Okay. So we needed six cases,
3: more cases of water because we didn't have enough water. And we needed three five-gallon jugs because we had hydrangeas. And hydrangeas cannot go in city water or they'll die immediately. They have to have RO water with some bleach in it.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. That's a tip, free tip for anybody. I explained this to him several times, <laughs> several times leading up to this trip to Walmart. He was like, all right, that's cool. No problem. Come home to the apartment. I'm exhausted. I've been putting together teapots for my mom's tea party <laughs> that she decided to have the day oh, before yeah, the I wedding. I don't
0: remember that.
3: <laughs> I had also been working like nine hour days. I was just, I, and I was just stressed. And I'm like, hey, did you get the water? And he was like, no, we got to go to Walmart anyway to get a slip for Addie, my stepdaughter, because her dress was white. And I was like, okay, let's go. So we go to Walmart, and I turn around, and I see he has one, <laughs> one-gallon jug of water. And I was like, John, why do you have one, one-gallon jug of water? And he goes, we have cases of water already. Why would we need more water? And I lost it. And I went and I picked up the big five gallons. I'm a big woman. I can carry one in each arm. And I'm just like walking forcefully down Walmart. And I turned to a lady in the clothing aisle and I was like, ma'am, where are your slips? And she looked at me, and she goes, What's a slip? I was like, You wear it under dresses, so you can't see your panties. And she looked at me and she goes, Oh, they don't make those anymore. I don't. Th- I've never heard of them. And like, apparently, the look in my eyes, <laughs> she like ran away. She was <laughs> like, "Oh shit!" She was like, "Oh no!" And she ran away. And John was like, "I don't understand why you need more water." And I was like, "They're for the." Fucking flowers! So we're in the middle of Walmart. I'm carrying two five-gallon jugs, and I'm screaming at the man I'm about to marry (laughs) over water Mm -hmm. in the middle of Walmart. And, like, literally, all the employees went poof, and they were all gone. (laughs) Like, everyone was like, fuck this. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they disappeared. And I slam it down on the conveyor belt, and I'm sitting there, and then the guy in the checkout line starts flirting with the girl trying to buy protein shake and he's taking forever and I'm fuming and I'm getting angrier and angrier. And I'm like, John, I asked you to get this two days ago and I explained to you why. And he was like, you never explained to me why. And I
1: scrolled up and I found the text message. I was like, this is why! That's my favorite! That is my favorite! I love how you found evidence like so quickly. And I
3: like shoved it in his face and I was
1: like, I need to go home now!
3: But, like, we had a beautiful wedding and he's the love of my life and I love him so much. But, man, like $3 (laughs) worth of water Almost broke me. This <laughs> is the dumbest fight we ever had. Oh my god, I love it. I actually want to ask Michael what he thinks. <laughs> Michael he...
2: is
3: Savannah's who? husband. Yes. Sorry, thank you, <laughs> Michael. What do you think the biggest, dumbest fight you and Savannah
1: have been in? The dumbest fight.
3: The biggest
0: and dumbest fight. get, closer, get up get here closer. closer to the mic. Come on. It's so quiet. They're We're having game Michael. night. We interrupted. Yeah. Michael, what is our biggest? Dumbest fight we've ever had. We've been we've been married for a long time. <laughs> has her time. hands
1: on his shoulder, like, <laughs> like kind of um, think really hard, honey.
2: I would say on our wedding night. Uh, really? <laughs> yes. Really. <laughs> the atmosphere.
0: I would not have. Okay, continue.
2: There were were so many people there. I just think it's funny that. that... Yes, I'm one of those. (laughs) Yeah. There were so many people that I felt obligated to go talk to everybody. So I I was going group to group, and it kept us separated almost the entire reception. That is true. And so by the end of the night, we had hardly seen each other, and it was our own wedding. So we were just uh, kind of all over the place, Mm -hmm. and that caused a big fight on the wedding night in the, the honeymoon hotel, so, uh, yeah, it, it didn't turn out how we thought it was going to turn out. I just
0: remember eating Whataburger and crying.
2: <laughs> I don't so. know what you're talking about, Elizabeth.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, well, fair, I guess. So, I guess all this is
3: to kind of prep up, like, no matter what you think your biggest mm-hmm. demos fight is so far... It won't be. Wait till the wedding. Okay. Yeah, wait till
0: you guys get married, and then <sighs> shit.
2: That's a stressful day. That it's whole so period of time is just like, and everything leading up to it it's all <laughs> it's stressful. The worst. All all so just elope. Highly recommend getting <laughs> a coordinator. So
0: Jessup, get up on in here. Tell uh, us.
2: I have no idea. The
0: biggest dumbest fight you and i have ever had.
2: All right, I have no clue. All right. <laughs> okay, what? How? How? It must be okay, a great story. Okay, you' fought I over wait. gummy
1: bears, like, two weeks ago. Okay, yeah, I mean... That, that wasn't an actual for real fight, yeah. but I was, like, dream mad at him. I'll tell that story. I think that's funny.
2: Yeah, do that one.
1: But first, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, it's really we funny. want your honest opinion yeah. and
0: reaction. Okay, this That's awesome why we brought fights. you guys in here. Get it together, Joseph.
2: I don't know. I can't remember all of them. <sighs> I can't no,
1: remember all of them. That's all very, very Because there's so many nice of them. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell the gummy bear one while you're thinking. Um, So I have this, like, sweet tooth lately, and I'm like, I need gummy bears. And so I've been, like, texting him. He'll be at the grocery store. Hey, do you need anything? I'm like, yes, here are the things we need. And he's like, anything else? And I'm like, gummy bears. And most of the time, but first (laughs) time he brought it, he's the one who started this whole trend of me on gummy bears because one time he brought them, and I was like, (laughs) oh, that's nice. And then now it's like. Do you need anything? Gummy bears. Gummy bears. So then I had these gummy bears, and he had the audacity to ask me for some, <laughs> which I was like, fine, okay. But I like saying no, because then he just kind of looks at me, and he's like, oh, what? That's not fair. But it's honestly, like, I don't care. But it's fun to say no. <laughs> um, said no. And he I still gave him took, them, right? He still took them, which is fine. And then that night, I had a dream <laughs> That he stole my gummy bears without asking, because this is not a thing that he just do. He definitely eats all of the things that are mine or drinks all the things that he buys for me. <laughs> and then it's like, I bought this Sprite for you. And then I go to get it like two days later. And he's like, I drink it. <laughs> anyway, so he stole my gummy bears in my dream. And then it, we ended up in this whole realm of like Jumanji. It was like a Candyland version of Jumanji. And it was all gummy bears and shit. All this weird shit happened, and I was mad, and then he was asking me all these questions. He was like, what the fuck? Because I texted him the next day and was like, you stole my gummy bears, I'm pissed at you. And so I kept saying he was a thief, and I kept calling him thief all day long. And he's like, girl, calm down. So
2: unfair. He stole my
1: fucking gummy bears. And then he was like, well, at least were they, like, good gummy bears? Did they have, like, THC in them? And I was like, I don't fucking know, because you stole them. (laughs) So that's probably why our dumbest silliest fight thank you for hanging in
0: there if you're still if you're still around and listening yeah.
1: and we hope you stay well and clean yes and please safe. wash your hands we are all going yeah. to wash our hands after this and drink more
3: and be nice to any elderly neighbors check on them too anyone that might be isolated
1: yeah yeah
0: absolutely please help them out if you can well thanks for listening guys and i guess
1: we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next time and yeah yes. if you join us Yep, talk to you spooky bitches later.
3: Bye! Bye. For more source information and content, please visit us at www.violentdelightspodcast.com. You can email us at spooky at violentdelightspodcast.com. And please follow us on Instagram at violent underscore delights underscore podcast.